Hi everyone and thank you so much for tuning in to Benching in the Kitchen. Please remember to share, to subscribe, to comment on any of the podcast platforms. Follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, I mean just about any platform. I hope that this interview is encouraging and guides you to have a deep relationship with Jesus daily. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the interview. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing another fellow podcaster, another fellow Christian podcaster. Could you introduce yourself to us, please? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My name is Vijay Tunkel. Um, I am the co-host of a podcast called Impact on Purpose. Um, I could answer so many other questions right now, but um, I'm really happy to be here, Pablo. I've listened to a couple of your episodes, and they're really, really encouraging. So thank you for doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, and again, once again, thank you. And as every interview, we begin discussing this uh, beautiful, amazing verse. Not that it is the only amazing, beautiful verse. I just, I love how it fits in with the theme of our podcast and what God inspired me to do. And that comes from Philippians 12. And just let us know what's your understanding, what's your take from it, what do you love about it, and anything you get from that verse. And it reads, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah, man. So honestly, this has been a verse that I have not pushed into a lot until recently. Um, and again, your podcast is, is one of the things that's helped me to really gr- kind of finish grappling with this verse. Um, or at least not be averse to it. So I used to read this, or I kind of still read this as, you you better, if you're going to work out your salvation with the emphasis on the word work, then you better do it with fear and trembling because that's God's job. Um, but the way I heard you explain it last week, uh, or last time I listened to your podcast was, was in the framework of exercising and working out. And I think that's a way better mindset to look at. I think both are, are fairly true. Um, just changing the definitions of the word work essentially. But yeah, if we can exercise our faith daily by uh, you know spiritual practices, spiritual disciplines, and just engaging with uh, in our relationship with, de- uh, with Jesus deeply every day, then that would be exercising our faith. Amen to that, right? It's all it takes is just one practice, one habit, and we just begin to correct. Um, I appreciate that. Now, um, let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, I, I listen to your podcast. I, I, I just love what you're doing, but I want to get to know a little bit more. And I know the audience wants to connect with you. I, I love how we can give a little bit about ourselves. And then, you know, the audience starts to get to, you know, just get more comfortable and they open up more. So tell us something about you. Um, where do you work? If you're married, if you have kids and what church do you attend to? Yep. So I am married to a beautiful wife. Her name is Emily. Um, we met in high school and we got married uh, just over five years ago now. We just had our first daughter uh, six months ago, right right before the shutdown. Her name is Karis and she has totally and ex- extremely changed my life and God has used her in amazing ways. Um, I live on Long Island um, in Stony Brook, which is a university town, and I'm a music teacher in, in that district. Um, and it's it's an amazing job but i'm more happy than ever to be around all of uh, our family all of emily's family lives within like 10 minutes of us and that community has just been such a uh a tent post like a um, a sign for us of of how to live in community and to be supported by our family i attend (laughs) i attend a church called crossroads it's right down the road from my house um, I'm a deacon there, um, 
I've been there for a couple years and um, I've had the pleasure of working really closely with the pastor. He's actually my co-host on our podcast um, and he's been my mentor th- throughout the last several years. Um, I've been able to lead community groups in that church. I've been able to preach several times, uh, which has been a real blessing because that both of, the, both of those things are really kind of deeply ingrained in, in who God has created me to be. Hey man, can you share with us when did your relationship with Jesus begin? Um, so that's a great question. Uh, uh, it's unfortunate. That's not unfortunate, but it's it's the telltale story of a Christian retreat in high school. Um, <laughs> but that that's the simple answer. The, the long answer is even after that year in 10th grade when I received Jesus for the first time, um, which I was coming out of a family that didn't really know Jesus. My, my parents had just received Jesus basically a year before me. Um, but since then, I have gone, God has just really, really grown me in, in stages. Um, in high school, he drew me into this crowd of people who, or this crowd of kids um, led by our principal that were just, just crying out to God in worship and in missions. And that was a huge, huge growing point in my life. But I, I bring that up because finding out a year ago that we were going to have a baby um, was, was just life changing. It was heart wrenching. It was, it was, um, the most extreme change I've ever gone through. And it was actually before I found out that news that God prepared my heart to receive it. So the, basically the week or two before, uh, my wife told me on father's day that, that we were going to have a baby. Um, God was just dealing with so much stuff and he was dealing with, um, sin in my life that I had tried to just work out myself. Um, he was dealing with mindsets. He was dealing with the fear of having kids that I had. Um, and he just totally and wildly changed my faith and the direction of my life in that week or two, um, last June, last May and June. I love how God does that, right? Yeah, it was amazing. It's that, it's that whole training. And a lot of us could get discouraged during that training because training comes with, you know, you have to let go of things. You know, um, example, if you want to get stronger and, and hit the gym and, and get fit, well, you have to give up sweets and, and things that, you know, we like. Um, it's tough on uh, some of us, but it's, it's, a routine, it's, a, it's something we have to let go. And, and when God's preparing us for those new seasons of, of life, um, there's just amazing. I remember the time that I had to repair my relationship with my son, you know, how he was preparing my heart. You know, he said, how can you repair your relationship with your son if you can't repair the relationship with your dad? So he worked on that first and then he started working on a relationship with my son. And that was that was so sweet. You know, it was hard. It was tough. But now I look back and I'm like, man, I couldn't have done it without you. So that's yeah, that that's one of the main reasons why he wants to make himself known is so we can give him the glory and then show others. Hey, this is how I did it. So, I, you know, I thank you so much for sharing that. that that's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're just saying. It, it's it's amazing how we can glorify God just just through the things that He has done for our lives. Just communicating that with other people. Again, another amen to that one. Now, um, this next part, let's talk about um, disciplines and routines. Uh, there is no perfect routine. I, I realize that I know, but my hope is to inspire others. As we spoke before we started recording, that um, people hear this and they take the complicated equation out of the relationship with Jesus you know so um, tell us your daily routine how do you um, make sure that God is involved throughout your day so what is the first thing you do when you wake up 
Uh, the first thing I do when I wake up before I even try to put my feet on the floor, I try to just just take a second or a minute with God. I, I, um, I surrender everything to Him. That's, that is my basically my go-to sentence throughout the entire day. And first and last thing is, Jesus, I surrender everyone and everything to you. It's all good. Do you set any time apart to read scripture, to pray, to call others, to check on them? Yeah, so uh, I, I, right after that in the morning, I get up, you know, go right downstairs, and I have um, just a time where I, I read the Bible. I'm in Hebrews right now. Um, I tend to read the Bible first so that I don't fall asleep praying because <laughs> I wake up pretty early. Um, so I read the Bible, and then that leads me into a, just a longer time of prayer um, before I get ready for work. And those times have been amazing, especially in the summer when, as a teacher, I'm not working. I really um, take some sweet, sweet time um, during the mornings with that, and I often end up out going outside for a walk. Um, and yeah, so I, I read scripture that way, and then I also listen to a podcast called The Daily Audio Bible, and he goes through a little bit of the Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs every day. And that's that's been a nice way to get the... Uh, keep the story, the, the large-scale story of the Bible in mind as I'm as I'm reading in the morning in much smaller windows. Huh. Well, I have to check that podcast, uh, you know, and add it to my list. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I listen to this um, application on my phone because if I don't get to read it in the morning, you know, so with kids, it's you know, your your schedule changes constantly. Yeah. You know, um, so I um, there's this application called uh, Streetlights. It's on on the App Store and and, and, and the Google Play Store, and it's uh, the the entire New Testament with hip hop beats. That's and cool. it's spoken word. It's all cool, and, and and I've shown it to younger kids, and I'm like, okay, you know, get into this. You know, yeah, <laughs> my son loves it too, so it's pretty sweet. Um, how can you explain your motivation to read scripture to others? How can you encourage them? That's a great question. I, I think, really, it all comes down to relationship. I think the answer to any of the questions that you're going to ask me, if if the answer is not first my relationship with Jesus, um, then I, my answer is not good enough. Um, if I'm not explaining stuff out of my relationship and I'm explaining it out of having knowledge or feeling like I know more or I'm better than, um, then I've I've gone astray. Um, so. Anytime I, I have the opportunity to share my testimony or to preach, if it doesn't come out of my relationship first, then it comes out of um, even me falling back to just being a teacher and just falling back to the information side of things, then I, I don't I don't want to be doing that. I want whatever I'm doing to come out of relationship with Jesus. Hmm. That is that is amazing. Thank you for that perspective. Um, is there anything, um, what is your favorite verse? Is that, is there a verse, um, some people call it life verses. I just call them, I really love this verse. It speaks to me. But um, is there one, why, and what's your understanding of it? Yeah, so this, <laughs> this question, it is kind of funny for me, but um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite verse, but it's the verse that I've spent the most time thinking about and trying to live out. Um, it's in Ezekiel uh, 26 or 36. I don't remember which one. It's either 26, 36 or 36, 26. Um, when God says to um, Ezekiel that he is going to give us a new heart. He's going to replace our heart of stone with a heart of flesh. And the reason I say this isn't my favorite verse, but it's the one I have thought about most is because from the very first days of me believing in Jesus, um, 
I received that message and also the conflicting Christian message of how bad our heart is. Um, and so that verse has helped me to walk through that and to really walk into my identity as God calls us his children and God calls us, you know, sanctified and set apart. Um, and as Paul calls us saints. Um, so that verse kind of is like a representation for me of all of those truths of my identity in Christ. It is a beautiful verse. Um, in, in my early walk, I've, I've watched this movie. Man, it's escaping my head right now. It's actually on Netflix too. Uh, but it's about this uh, couple where the wife starts believing and the husband is a journalist. And it's yes. a book about it. It's a true story. Yeah, it's the case. And, right. Yeah, and the wife prays that prayer in, in, in the closet. Yes. You know, give my husband, you know, give my husband, remove, remove yeah, that, yeah. I just lost my thought. You know, <laughs> replace the heart of stone with the heart of flesh, renew his spirit. And um, that's what my wife was doing for me. So that that's why I love that movie so much. And that's that's an awesome verse. And, you know, when I, you know, when I have a chance to witness people and, and counsel on people, because, you know, and admonish people, we I always tell them, this is the prayer you need to do. You know, you, this is the prayer you need. You, you don't want from your own trying to change them, have God change them. Amen. You know, because yeah. then you're forming into their what you want them. And that's 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 right. a control issue. Yeah. So no, it's just an amazing verse. I'm, thank you for reminding me of that verse. It's in that movie because I'm gonna watch it tonight with my wife. That's a great movie. It yeah, it's a great book too. That that's uh, Lee Strobel. Yes, yes, there it is. There it is. Thank you. See, we were meant to to talk. <laughs> um, what else besides scripture are you feeding your soul with? Is there any books, any devotionals, movies, music, and and why why do you read them? I try to read back and forth between fiction and nonfiction. I, I tend to read fiction on my day of rest and then nonfiction um, the rest of the time. And not just normal nonfiction, obviously. I'm not just learning facts about things. Um, some of the books that have just made my soul soar are a book called Becoming a King by Morgan Snyder. Um, he's kind of out of, the, out of the ransomed heart or the wild at heart group of, of guys, if you've heard of them, um, that has shifted my mindset on my pace of life uh, and to, to view my progress in decades and not in days. Um, another book that's just hugely key for me is one I just, I just preached kind of out of it um, on one of my messages on our podcast. It's called The Ruth, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it's based on a Dallas Willard quote that says, you know, uh, hurry is the greatest enemy of spirituality in our in modern day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And that has, again, changed my life in the last seven or eight months. Um, I'm a very speed oriented person. I talk too fast and I move too fast. And that has challenged me to see that all of the times that I'm engaging in hurry, I'm disengaging from loving others because hurry is saying that what I'm doing is more important than what you're doing. Get out of my way. Um, and then the last one would be Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. It's I, I've said to people, if there was one book I could have memorized besides the Bible, it would be this book. It's basically an entirely practical guide to loving others no matter what happens on their end. And it's it's really that that one that one has not changed my life yet because it's still changing my life. It's still it's still challenging me daily. Well, that sounds amazing. I appreciate what you said. I deal with the same issue. 
<laughs> but also, I'm also a blabbermouth. I think that's why God made me have this podcast this way. Because yeah. I tend to talk too much. And sometimes like, just shh, listen. <laughs> and and I, I, you know, I resonate with what you were saying. Sometimes I'm in a rush, 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 rush. And it truly does give that essence to the person that, hey, well, what you have to say is not important. Let me just say what I need to say. And that's it. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't need to listen to you. So I'm going to check that book out and, and see what I can gain, gain from it. Yeah, highly recommend it, dude. Really good. It's by John Mark Comer. I'm going to write that down. What does the uh, end of your day look like? Uh, everything's set, you know, house is clean, every, everything's good to go. What is the last thing you do before you go to sleep? Uh, so the last couple of things, we, we try to have uh, weekly rhythms. So we do something different at the end of every day, or at least we try to. Um, so from the kind of from dinner time on, it's a little looks a little different at the end of every day. Um, on Tuesdays, we have a meal share with, with our family. On Wednesdays, we have a date night. On Thursdays, we have worship together, me and me and my wife and our, our daughter, who usually cries through it or yells through it. Um, and then on Fridays, we try to have some sort of media uh, experience together. And then of course, on Saturday night, we celebrate Shabbat. We have a dinner, um, kind of just honoring the fact that we're going to stop and slow down. Um, but after all that, after the baby's finally asleep, Usually, um, my wife and I read a little bit, and and um, then kind of like what I was saying before, like the first thing I do in the morning, I try to go through the day and release all the things that I'm holding on to from the day, all the tension that I've held on to, all the fears that are have carried me, carried through with me to the end of the day. I I try to surrender those things to Jesus, um, so that I can go to bed and leave them in the, in the day and move on. Cool. I, th I think there's a verse about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so cool that it, it's what I tell people. It's like, you want to know how to live a, a better life, read the scripture. I had this discussion with this lady yesterday where um, I could tell her, I was like, if you listen to our conversations, including myself, and if you pay really good attention, it's always I, 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 or me, 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 me. I tried, I did this. And I'm like, this is why you can continue to fail. If you include him in your conversation and in your decisions, it becomes easier. It's hard to do, but if you make a habit of trying and changing that, we'll make a difference. Um, I began with saying I'm a co-host of the podcast yeah. because it's not my podcast. It's God's podcast, and the host is the Holy Spirit. I just happen to know you know, how to work all the equipment. And I said, <laughs> if we include these disciplines in our lives, you know, um, he loves that we're making them part of our lives and it makes us fruitful, you know, and, and our walk is easier, so... You know, thank you for, I, I'm going to take some of those tips that you have because dating our brides is important, you know. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't believe, well, we just had a mini vacation, but, you know, we don't do that often and, and we need that. We need to refresh our marriage, our love, our passion for one another, you know. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that reminder. My wife's going to be happy. She's going to be listening. She's <laughs> like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I got to <laughs> tell you, I was in the same boat until um, I heard someone suggest basically what we do now is is find another family that could also use date nights and then just bargain with them to either swap nights and watch their kids and vice versa or what we do right now because there's a lot of young kids in our family is we call it a, a date relay and so uh, my brother-in-law and his wife come over and we watch their two kids while they go out and then they come back and watch all three kids while we go out Oh, that's a good idea. And it actually made it, it made it way more practical and doable for all of us to actually make it happen. Yeah. 
No, thank you for those tips. I'm, I'm gonna try to include them, talk to the the bride about them, and see, you know, how we well, how can we we arrange that. Um, now, um, this next question: um, Is there any area that you're looking to surrender, or you're currently surrendering to the Lord, and why? So many, so many. Um, I can tell you that every time I listen to something or come across something that challenges me. Um, in how I am treating my wife and how I am pursuing my wife um, and how I'm supposed to not try to fix other people, especially my wife. Um, those are things that I'm, that I constantly am surrendering because that, that's definitely a struggle for me is, is not fixing problems, <laughs> you know, and giving things to God and kind of the essence of giving myself to God so that he can work on me. And at the same time, that allows um, my wife to do the same thing and not feel like I'm, you know, I'm um, the one that I, I don't want to play God in her life. And that's that's the mistake that I make or try to make often. So I'm constantly surrendering that. I just listened to a podcast literally before we started on here that really challenged me to live that out um, even more faithfully than I am now. And of course, like I was saying before, keep loving others no matter what they say or do or how they act to me is something I'm constantly surrendering because it's a, it's a struggle. I, I, uh, I grew up as an only child. I definitely feel that I've, I've struggled with agreements of being abandoned and, and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm constantly surrendering those things to God or not constantly, but I, I'm surrendering them to God because he wants so much more community in my life. And there's, there's a lot of fear there still that I'm still giving to God. You know, I, I grew up as an only child, too, and I think we can relate to that part where, um, and as I was hearing to you, I, I was realizing, God was speaking to me, that um, it's really easy for us to shun others, because we grew up, you know, only child, we can, we, we played by ourselves, oh, well, that's what I did, you know? Oh, yeah, um, I, I played I never had to... by myself, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> right? So we entertain ourselves, and I used to play soccer by myself. Yeah weird like there was no goalie i was just kick yep. the ball that's what i did exactly um you know i'll play video games and i play with cars and, and ninja turtles and all kinds of toys yeah but based on that if for me like i always surrender that part i don't want to shun people yeah i do want to keep you know there's some people they're gonna they hurt you and you have to put these barriers and these obstacles so they don't do that again right you know protection um uh, portions but we shouldn't like you said we need to love our neighbor even though they do that and that's really hard on me sometimes because i'm like how could you same man yeah same I, i i find myself going to the boundary so quickly of like well that was it that like that you reached my limit of of like being okay with loving you while you're treating me that way uh instead of trying to extend my love further and further and creating healthy boundaries i so often create very quick very fast and hard boundaries with people once they step across this imaginary line of me feeling you know safe or whatever yeah i just it, it makes me think about when, when jesus was being stoned and whipped and everything and he still had the time to forgive yeah. the person who was whipping him while he was walking yeah. i mean that's a tall order you know someone looked at me wrong on the street and i cannot forgive him but imagine being stoned to, to death pretty much you know whipped and spit on and, and you turn around and he's like you know what forgive him please i forgive you i it's a great example to follow it's just really really difficult but Absolutely. with him it's easier you know yeah yeah in relationship with him it makes it easier definitely i, I love this question and because 
if it wasn't for community, I don't think I could be sitting here right now. Um, I still make mistakes. I'm not a perfect Christian. Far, far from it. I mean, I'm in the back of the line letting people, you know, like, no, you're, you're better than me. Please go, go forward. Um, <laughs> but um, a community of believers, how, how do you explain that to someone? How can you tell them, hey, seek this. This is what you need. Do you believe in that? What is your thought for that? Yeah. So the disclaimer is I'm not good at this, right? I just basically told you that before you even answered me, the que- asked me the question. I'm not good at this at all, but I do believe really, really strongly in it. So it's a very uh, silly juxtaposition at times, but I, I believe so much in community. Um, I've led a, a community group at our church, which literally the whole goal is community. And sometimes I've led it um, successfully. Sometimes I've led it very unsuccessfully. My goal most of the times was to foster a real biblical um, community of living together, not living together, but living in each other's lives, being involved with one another and ministering to one another. And again, while that is completely what I believe, I am so terrible sometimes at living that out. Uh, I've always been good at finding mentors, um, but especially where we live in this part of the country or in this part of Long Island, it's it's pretty hard to find like-hearted uh, I, I would call them like like-hearted kings, like fathers who are looking in the same direction, um, kind of building their families in the same way and have the same um, passion for relationship with Jesus. And so I've struggled with it and I've also not found it when I was looking for it. It's, it's been it's been a battle, definitely. You know, what you were saying is exactly why I love community. Um, when I was struggling, you know, because God was changing my heart, I thought I had the reins of my marriage and my fatherhood, and that was the enemy blinding me and saying, "Oh yeah, you know, you were you were one of my minions." Mm. And when God removed that veil, I realized that my house was completely built in muddy sand, you know, yeah. so it crumbled. Yeah. But He brought it back, and one of the things that He used was this um, group of men that we were doing. Because uh, I, I was calling one of my friends and I was telling him, hey, I'm struggling through this. And he's like, oh, do I got the thing for you? I'm going to give him credit. His name is Dan Sherlock. You know, hopefully I can get I get him to interview one of these days. He's a really busy man. But he said, uh, we got to do raising a, mo- a modern day night. He's like, it, it's never too late. And this is going to help you be a better father and a better husband and a better son. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a great program. I don't know. Since you were talking about finding kings and being pa- finding those men that they're intentional about being intentional husbands, intentional fathers, I would recommend that program. What is it called It's again? Uh, uh, Raising a Modern Day Night, and I'll send you a link to it. Okay. It, it's a video. It's, it's, it's an amazing, I mean, the day that I stood in front of other men and I pledged to raise my son in a kingdom way. Yeah. I, I mean, those words, I can say them now to you perfectly. But when I stood in front of a microphone, I was bawling out. My kid was bawling out. <laughs> it was so emotional because we never had that. You know, um, uh, I'm, I'm from Hispanic origin, so we're never raised to be sensitive to our kids, to say, you know, I made a mistake, please forgive me, um, to show them our true nature. In that program, ask me, you know, in one of the sessions, it was asking your son who you truly are. Yeah. But set up an environment of safety where he can actually be honest, not 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 think that it, there's going to be repercussions. Because a kid wants to say, oh, my dad's Superman. You know, my dad can take you, yeah. you know, but 
that moment when he's like well dad you you know you're mean you know mm. you're you're angry all the time and and you're always mean to me you always yell at me and, and that just broke my heart but based on that we were able to find ways to fix that so i i truly truly recommend it it's an awesome program and then they also have it for daughters um which i'll send you a link to but it's it's such amazing i know i ramped on that on that but i recommend it it's so cool yeah it sounds really really good there's yeah that, that sounds kind of right in line with the, a bunch of stuff that i'm i'm learning as well i'd love to join in on that definitely yeah yeah and it's i, I believe it's by c.s lewis oh i believe sweet. okay yeah so it, there's a there, it's really really good those videos out like i said what i'll do is i'm gonna send you a link to everything and i'll give you access to right now media so you can see the videos and get an essence where i always tell people get the get the information pray on it compare it to biblical ways and then make a decision mm. you know don't just go off of what i said so you know but um at this moment i would love for you to share about your podcast um how can people reach out to you how can they listen to you um tell us more about it you know just, just attracting more listeners to your podcast thanks this is your time yeah thank you so much um so our podcast podcast is called impact on purpose um, it's the goal of it is to kind of raise up um, everybody, but men, men more specifically, uh, and fathers even more specifically, to live out of a relationship with Jesus, and in doing that, impact their world and the, the kingdom that God has given them for the gospel. Um, it's the idea that um, without living kingdom-minded, we are just letting things happen, and that's how the enemy has his way. Um, it's also the idea that. While Jesus never offered us an easy life, he did offer us an easy yoke. And so submitting to relationship with him, um, he kind of girds us up and he kind of supports us in pursuing him and in living out his will. Um, so while it's not easy, uh, it's not an easy life, he does always support us through the difficult times in life um, through, through our relationship with him. And that becomes a really beautiful thing. Um, you can, sorry, you can act, you can find us on every podcast, you know, portal ever um, but you can also find us i just started posting our videos on youtube under impact on purpose podcast um, so we'll be trying to do a lot more video stuff in the future and uh, hopefully we'll have people like pablo on our podcast as well hey man if, the, if that's what god wants i'll do it awesome <laughs> you just let me know how when and where and i'll be there i'll show <laughs> up um i like i said being from uh, from a uh, dysfunctional family building a dysfunctional family and then having God give me the functionality to have a family and, and allowed me to go through all these trials and tribulations and, and, you know, be sincere about the changes. And even though they're still happening, I still go back, you know, we had a mishap last night, but being able to say, hey, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. I was just hired. I, I don't have an excuse. Just forgive me. Yeah. You know, that's what an intentional father does. Yeah. It's not saying I'm going to be perfect. Nothing's ever going to happen. It's, it's sharing those emotional parts. And I did listen to your podcast and I was motivated. Um, so I subscribe because Thanks. anything and everything that can gain us more for his glory. And not only that, to be witnesses. Like I tell people, when, when God spoke to me about being a witness, he's like, imagine I'm sending you to a trial at a court. He's like, your job is not to judge. Your job is not to jury. Your job is not to defend. My, your job is just to say in an account of the events that happened. Mm. You let me handle the rest. Yeah. 
But if you try to be judge and jury, good luck. If you try to be the one who's going to tell the judge, hey, can you give him five years? No, can you give him less? He's going to be like, don't do my job. It's my job. You'll <laughs> be taken out of court, right? <laughs> so it's 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 amazing. I, I love how you guys are having it. And then I will include all the links to YouTube and, and podcasts, as many as I can find um, on, on the description of this uh, episode. So people can click on it and then just go right into it. And, you know, I, I, I would just love for men to, that are fathers even a grandfather's that is never too late. Some people think like, oh, my kids are already 30 years old. I'm like, never too late. I've yeah. sat with grandparents yeah. fixing their relationship with their son so they will be able to see their grandchildren, you know, because their mistakes cause that division. And I've seen it happen. I've seen kids and grandfathers hug in the presence. And it's just beautiful how God works through that. That is beautiful. Hey, let me just talk to your listeners really quick. Hey guys. Yeah. so. This Pablo is a really good example of what living intentionally looks like. And this podcast is a good example of being intentional about spreading the gospel and developing and working out our faith. And so living intentionally into that, invest in that, invest in Pablo, you know, tell other people about what he's doing and, and, and model that as well. Be intentional with how you pursue Jesus and how you love others. Mm, thank you for that, brother. I appreciate that encouragement. Um, is there any other hope you want to live to listeners? Anything that God's calling you to say, please say this to one of my sons or one of my daughters. Is What, what do you want to share with us? I can only share the, the truest of all truths, which is that Jesus loves us no matter what. That Jesus loves us because he created us for relationship with him. And so we are literally created to live in that relationship. And our identity, when we receive him, becomes part of that relationship. Our identity becomes all the things, all the place, all the promises that he has given us, we inherit in that identity. And there's there's nothing, um, there's no fear, there's no uh, there's no worldly distraction that can take that away from you unless, unless we give it up. And so we can live in that identity and that authority as long as we keep remembering that that's our identity and that is, that's how Jesus called us to live and that's how he's created us to, to be with him. Indeed, he did. You know, I um, I tell people if you feel empty, you're gonna find whatever you need on the Bible. So please research it. Thank you so much, Vijay, for all the encouragement. Thank you so much for sharing uh, a bit of your life, your daily disciplines. It was an amazing time. Um, I'm gonna direct listeners to your podcast. Thanks. It's important man. to continue to spread good stuff, you know, because of what we're going through right now, not just the pandemic, but all the division. Yeah. You know, we we are being set up by the enemy to look at each other. Like you said, the identity of is in, in Christ. Our identity is in Christ. We're, you know, I love how Jesus gave that to so many people in the Bible through verses. You know, the woman that was going to be cast in stones with stones, he said, you know, give her the honor of being the daughter. And no one else bothered her. The, the lady that was bleeding, again, called her his daughter. You know, after being shunned, it's just amazingly. So our identity is not in our sin. Our identity is not in our race or color, it is in Christ. So I just hope that with this, people can hear that and stop the division, you know, because I love all my brothers and all my sisters, you know, let's get along. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's really good. That's a good word. Thank you, brother. So thanks so much for your time. Say thank you to the family for taking out, you know, all this time and, and I just enjoy this interview. Um, anything else you want to tell, you want to share with us? Uh, no, man, I'd love to pray. Yeah, let's pray, brother. Let's close in prayer. All right, Jesus, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for Pablo's ministry and, and for bringing us together. God, this is 
um, just an amazing experience to be able to commune and to have a brotherhood with someone just com- that I've never met that through just completely digital um, means. God, thank you for your provision in this. Thank you for the beauty that is in, in these relationships that um, can happen across the country. God, and we pray for everyone listening right now. Jesus, that they would surrender to your will, that they would surrender the fears, the doubts, the distractions, the hurry. God, that we would lay those things down at your feet every day, every morning as we enter and every night as we leave the day. God, that we would not carry those things as a weight on us because you have borne all the all of that weight on yourself and you are crushed by that weight uh, for us and for our freedom, Jesus. And so I just, I just release blessing over these listeners, I release blessing uh, in the fact that you have set us free from sin and from bondage and you are here to heal our brokenness and to heal, heal our bodies and our spirits, Jesus. So Holy Spirit, stir us up to share the gospel, to love well, and to live into relationship with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this time. And it's all through you that we can do all this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, what an ending to an interview, right? Thank you so much for for listening, for tuning in. Don't forget to share this on Instagram. Uh, Don't forget to share this on Facebook or any, any social platform. And you know what? We will love your comments and reviews. If there's anything you want us to change or add, or if you want to be interviewed, please let us know. Thank you so much. Uh, We're at uh, any social media under Benching in a Kitchen. Thank you so much.